Welcome friend, I'm Rick Pasquale. Thank you for joining us today. I believe God has a word for you. I know God loves you and has a plan for your life. So listen to this live service and let God speak to you. This is a place of belonging. That's what we're talking about this month as we talk about Zacchaeus in the tree. And so just in case you haven't figured out through what's happened so far that this is a place to belong and the areas of ministry that we offer are ongoing, I want you to watch this video from Ava. She's one of our university students that was here for a semester. God changed her life so much that she's still sending prayer requests and praise reports to the young adults from now that she's back in America. So watch this for a moment. Hi guys, my name is Ava. I studied in Rome from January to May of 2019 and I found ICF during the middle of February during my stay in Rome. And the first thing that I went to was an ICF Wednesday Connect group. Um, these groups are just an awesome time to come together to pray for the world, pray for Rome, pray for the community and just events going on throughout the globe, um, pray for each other, and also meet with people from different walks of life. So I was blessed to be in the Ladies Connect group on Wednesday nights, and there are so many women from different parts of the world, different ages, and we just came together in fellowship, and this time was so awesome for me because I wasn't there a lot on the weekend, so I really just still got that church time in during the week, that fellowship in, that is so detrimental and vital to a Christian walk. Um, I saw myself grow exponentially during my time going to ICF while I was in Rome and I just really want to encourage you to get out there and get connected. It really will change your life um, and just change the way you view Christianity, how you worship. I was blessed enough to be able to get to know these women and I know that they're still praying for me and that I'm praying for them. Um, so yeah, it was just a really awesome time. So during your time in Rome, just really get connected and it might seem, you know, you have to go out of your way to do it. but it will be worth it. I promise you that. So, so great talking to you guys. Um, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for ICF and I hope you guys have a great season. Amen. Amen. So, you know, she said something. It might seem like it's a little bit out of your way or it might take a little more extra effort to come, but it will be worth it. When you find a place of belonging, it feels safe. Amen. And this is a place where you can feel safe. These altar areas, every Sunday, after service, on Wednesdays, this is a safe place for you to say, God, I can't do this life by myself. And so this morning, I am going to talk to you about belonging. And uh, the title of my message, does anybody remember what the title of Pastor Rick's message was last week? Uh, we must see Jesus. We must see Jesus. We're talking about Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus climbed in a tree to see Jesus. Today, the title of my message is, We Must Climb Trees. We do have a tree here, and you're going to see this tree move over the next couple weeks. Yes, there is a cross behind this tree, and it's symbolic because there is a tree and a cross in your destiny in the name of Jesus. 1 Peter 2.9 our verse for the month says, read it with me, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. 
1 Peter 2.9. Ever wonder what you're doing here? Did you ever have that thought? What in the world am I doing here? Maybe it's when you're out on the road somewhere and you end up where you didn't expect to be. Am I the only person who ever got on a bus and went, oh, what? where am I? What am I doing here? I want you to know that Zacchaeus, in the middle of a crowded room, crowded place, crowded village, with lots of people around, still recognized that there was something missing, that he was empty. He wanted to go see Jesus. And so he had to go and climb a tree. But I want you to think about this Zacchaeus person. He had a job. He had experience. And he probably had some kind of education. But he was still empty. You can have money in the bank. You can have no money in the bank. You can have yourself at church every week surrounded by people and still need to get a hold of this Jesus in a new way. Amen? So when we look at Zacchaeus, what we learn is that he showed us a pursuit of belonging to Jesus. You know, when we talk about this being a place of belonging, next week I have some ideas about things. You're going to see a drama and some other things. But today, I and last week with Pastor Rick, the first thing about belonging is that I really have to know I belong to Jesus. And if I belong to Jesus, I belong to his family. And if I belong to his family, then I am not alone. Amen? There is something very special about that. I am not alone. My family needs me. Now, some of us are far away from our family. Some of us, maybe this is our only family for this season in our life. But I want you to know that as a family, we stand together, we pray together, we belong together, even though we look completely different. Amen? Pastor Rick and I are from very different parts of the world in America and very different cultures. And we have three daughters, each one completely different from the next. Really, in personality, in their looks, in the way they do life. But each one equally valuable. That's what happens in a place of belonging. I belong to Jesus. I want you to declare, I belong here. I belong here. You're here today for a reason. It's not an accident. We pray. Our leadership prays. We've got churches in America praying for the people that would walk in this door. James, you're here for a reason. God called you out to, to come out and do something new and different. You're here for a reason. You belong here. And that's true for every single one of us. I belong here. Will you say that? I belong here. Make that declaration. Stop telling yourself, I don't belong here. I should be somewhere else. I need to be back over there. I need to go out of this country. I need to go. To you belong here. Wilson, I think he went to be with the teenagers who just had, I forgot to say, our newest member, Wilson and Karen on our worship team had a baby, another baby girl a couple days ago. And Karen, if you're watching, can I say thank you for sending Wilson. He came to church today to honor his responsibilities with the teenagers while his wife and new baby are there in the hospital recovering, but all is well. So I want you to think about the fact that you belong here. 
Will you do me a favor? Take a deep breath. Let it out. It helps me. It helps you. Do it one more time. Wherever you're watching from on live stream, you belong in this conversation today. I believe that God has a word for you. I've been praying over this word for two or three months as I knew what God was going to say and do. And so this morning, you just made room. You know when you get up tight and you're nervous and you're anxious, you don't have room for good breath. And then when you, you have room for that peace. You have room for that good breath to come in. That's what I want this place of belonging to Jesus to be for you today. Jesus entered Jericho, Luke 19, 1 through 10, and was passing through. This is the story of Zacchaeus, so you understand the connection between our verses. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was. But because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once. Everybody say, at once. I think Jesus is saying, like he said to James, Rosa, Ben, Juby, come down at once. I want to dwell with you. I want to move on your life. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter. I'm not sure what mutter translates, but it's kind of like murmured, uh, talked bad about. All the people saw Jesus being nice to a man, and they murmured and muttered, he's gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now, I will give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because this man too, not just those religious people, this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. So this week... You should study Zacchaeus, and you should see what can we learn from Zacchaeus' story. I want to review for you every month we do a series, and so I want you to see what Pastor Rick's three points were last week. We've had fun on this together, and we share ideas, and he says, that's my idea, you can't use it, and then I say, that's my idea, I'm saving that one for mine, and then he says, that's really good, save that one for the last one when, I, when I'm doing it. I'm like, okay, fine. And then he coaches me a whole lot, because when you've been married for 41 years and in ministry for 41 years, it's good to coach each other. Amen? Amen. amen. All the married people should say Amen. <laughs> So, this is what we learned from Zacchaeus last week. Zacchaeus was not embraced by others. That hindered his ability to feel like he belonged. That maybe not everybody embraced him. Not everybody liked him. But can I tell you this morning, that's okay. What matters is that Jesus loves me. 
that Jesus loves you. That's what matters. And when you know you belong to Jesus, it won't be the same when you're not embraced by every single other person. Amen? Zacchaeus recognized his emptiness. He knew Jesus was coming. He got to where he needed to be, and he climbed up a tree. This is a businessman, a tax collector. I don't care that he was short. He was a businessman. He probably had his briefcase made out of leather or something. I don't know, camel hide. And he climbed up that tree. Why? Because Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus. He knew that he was empty. He recognized his emptiness, and he wanted to see Jesus. Now, I've been thinking about the reasons why Zacchaeus would run up that tree, and I thought about the fact that maybe he liked to do numbers. He probably didn't have a calculator, but maybe he had some form of mathematics that he used that somehow he was able to figure out how to cheat people out of more money, which is why he told God, I'll pay him back. I'm okay now. I'll pay him back. Forgive me. I'll do it. I recognize what I did. Um, but I wonder if he was an introvert. I wonder if he didn't really want to be around the crowd and yet he got to where Jesus was because something was drawing him I want you to know sometimes people say I'm not an extrovert like so-and-so I'm not like out there and I'm better by myself I want to tell you something you may be good by yourself but you're not better God made us to fellowship together. God made us to worship together. Some will enjoy a big party. Some might prefer a dinner table with three or four guests. But we're not better alone. That is a lie of the enemy. I want you to hear me this morning. To isolate you and make you think you can do things all alone, all by yourself, that is a lie of the enemy. Just a few days ago, someone came and was talking with me and said, you know, I've always tried to do things all by myself. This time I want to seek counsel. I want to have wisdom. That's a good thing. Maybe he realized the crowd's rejection, but he still ran to see Jesus with a hope in his heart. This morning, I pictured you all as the people like Zacchaeus and me, and this is the tree. And we knew that Jesus was going to be passing by. And so we ran, we caught the bus, we caught the metro, we drove a car, we walked, we brought an umbrella, or we forgot our umbrella. It's not going to rain today, hallelujah. But, um, what, you, you know, you brought a fan because we're still praying for that air condition on that side. It's in process. Um, but this is our tree. I knew that Jesus was going to be here, and I ran to this place where all the people were gathered because I wanted to see what did Jesus have to say to me. I believe that that's really what you did today. Because when he climbed the tree, he would ultimately find the one to whom his heart should belong. When we climb this tree at the cross, we find the one that we are in relationship with. It's not religion. Can I tell you that? It is not religion. This message is on my heart. I, want, I wish I could hug every single one of you and go to dinner with every single one of you at your house or a restaurant, not my house, because I don't really like to cook that much. Um, I can make reservations. But what I want to say is you belong. I need a sisterhood. I need a daughter around me. I need brothers and men of God around me. I appreciate you. I appreciate what you bring to our family. 
the joy when you give and when the children are learning the scriptures and learning to give, when people are learning to serve. I, I just say, thank you, God. That's what a family does. Pastor Rick was in a family with five kids, and he's the oldest. I'm the oldest, too, so pray for us sometimes, but um, pray for us always. Uh, but as the oldest boy, four boys and one girl, he was the first one to learn chores. And so his mom would say that he would even say, all I do is work, work, work. I'm so thankful, Mom. I know she watches for teaching him. He is a wonderful helpmate to me as well. We work together. But that's what a family does. Brothers and sisters, husbands and wives, sons and daughters, mothers and fathers, grandparents, we work together. That's why belonging is so important to our growth. Amen? So when God sees us, and when we see Jesus, we get the mercy of Jesus. Amen? Ever wonder, what am I doing here? Don't wonder anymore. You belong here. I want you to say it again. I belong here. In this place, in this moment in my life, in this season in my life, Yes, I may have a dream for where I'm going to be in two years. And yes, contracts are shifting, and I'm not sure where I'll be after December. But right now, in this moment, I belong here. And I'm going to put on the full armor of God so that I can withstand the fiery darts of the enemy that would try to steal, kill, or destroy God's purposes and plans for my life, for my family, for my family. I will stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord. Amen. So you have to know that in your spirit. So this morning, I have three points for you that I believe we can learn from Zacchaeus. Number one is that when we climb the tree, he adjusts our perspective. You need, those of you that have children, <laughs> did you ever have to kind of adjust their perspective? They said, I can't have more candy. And you're having to tell them, if you have more candy, you're going to get sick. And that's going to give you a tummy ache, and it's really going to hurt. No, you can't have more candy right now. And you have to adjust their perspective. I won't tell the story on Juliana da Vinci, my littlest granddaughter right now, but it was funny, and she had to have her perspective adjusted. And ultimately, my daughter said, you go to your room, and when you feel like you can get along in the family, you can come back down. Shortly, she was back down with a smile on her face. <laughs> I'm not going to send any of you to your room, but I want you to listen to the Holy Spirit. He adjusts our perspective. He adjusts my perspective often. What does that mean? It means that he touches the thoughts and the motives. Now, clearly, if Zacchaeus was a tax collector who stole money, and then he says, I'm going to give back everything I did to the poor plus, God was adjusting his perspective. Jesus, the encounter with Jesus, was adjusting his thoughts, his motivation. You see, yes, we have goals. There's a balance. I believe in education. I believe in, in work advancement. I am so honored, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart, to serve with such amazing global influencers in this room. But there's only one influence that matters the most, and that is the name of Jesus Christ and the character of Jesus Christ. And if you've been given a position, a new position, a place of influence, let me tell you, if you will honor God with that, he, you'll keep advancing. 
and you will see the salvation of the Lord in all that you do. Zacchaeus realized the hurt he had caused, and he wanted to become a new person of integrity. Say integrity. I, I'm learning, because even though I'm so young, and I am a grandmother with eight kids, but uh, eight grandkids, three daughters, three great son-in-laws, um, I'm still learning. And one of the things I love to share with our new team members when they come is that you're going to meet somebody, and then you're going to meet another somebody, and another somebody, and every one of them is going to be from a different country, a different culture. They're going to operate in different ways. But here, in this house, what does Pastor Rick say? We have one culture. It's the culture of Jesus. It's the culture of the Word of God. We might celebrate it with our Indian food or our Sri Lankan food or our uh, Malaysian food or our Brazilian food or our Italian food, which Pastor Rick loves the most. But in our heart of hearts, it's the culture of Christ's love that unites us in this family, in this place of belonging. Zacchaeus realized the hurt he had caused, and becoming this new person of integrity was very important. I want that just to sit there for a minute because, you know, you'll find that Pastor Rick and I are not the kind of ministers and preachers and teachers who will say, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. All of that is sin and you're going to go to hell. You might go to hell if you do those things that are sin. You will go to hell if you do those things and you haven't asked Jesus into your heart. But I believe my job is to introduce you to loving Jesus in such a way that the Holy Spirit of God brings conviction to you. If you will love the Word of God, the Word of God will bring truth and revelation to your life about how to live. Amen? Amen. The Word of God. Not the word of some famous preacher, not the prophetic word of some prophet somewhere. It is the word of God, the unchanging, always the same word of God. But if we don't encourage one another and spur one another on to live this life of integrity, that's what we learned from Zacchaeus. He had an encounter with Jesus. You can have an encounter with Jesus today, and it can change the way you do life. But it's your choice. And you've got to live a life of integrity. So I have a word from the Lord for you today, someone in this room. And it is this. You've been looking at your life's difficulties from the wrong perspective. You've been looking at your life's difficulties from the wrong perspective. Today, God wants you to get higher. Climb that tree. See it in a different way and recognize, I belong here, and God is with me. I am not alone. Amen? The second thing I think we can learn from Zacchaeus is that when we climb this tree and when we encounter Jesus, he refines our reputation. So we don't care for what people think over what God thinks. I recognize that we have a lot of uh, global professional influencers, and there is a lot of movement that happens and shifting and trying to keep this one happy and that one happy, and can I get advanced here and get advanced there, and what is the balance in all of that? The university students, I'm here, I just got here, i got to figure out if I'm going to fit in or not. I want to tell you something. You're going to fit in if you be who Jesus made you to be. 
You're going to fit into the family of God. You're going to stand apart from the world. You're not going to fit into the world. There's going to feel this conflict because light and darkness can't dwell together. But it doesn't mean that you can't be in it but not of it. Does that make sense? That God puts you in those places where darkness is. Not so that the darkness gets on you. But so that the light of God's love permeates your office, your family, your children's lives, your study groups at the university. When everybody's freaking out and saying, I have exams, I have exams. I have to miss church for a month because I have exams. There are people in this room, I want you to know, that they never missed a Sunday or a Wednesday during their exams, and God has advanced them substantially. I recognize sometimes you have to miss a Sunday and you have to take Sundays off. I get that. I understand that. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is we have to say, God, I need to be refueled when I come to this place of belonging because you are putting me in a place that is going to refine my reputation. My reputation is under the covering of God's love. But reputation happens because of my actions. I don't know about you, but have you ever been falsely accused? Don't have to raise your hand. Mm, I've had times where there was some false accusations, and it hurts. It stings. But the actions reveal the truth and the attitude of our heart as we go before the Lord and say, teach me, show me, refine me, refine me. What does that mean to be in the refiner's fire? If my reputation is being refined, it's, the fire is hot. It burns until only the purest thing is left. But I never want to get off of the potter's wheel. I want to be on the potter's wheel. My reputation is under that covering. See, I believe that we want to belong so bad that we will compromise in order to have a certain kind of reputation. Men, I am thankful that God is raising up holy men who love their wives, who love their families, who provide for their children. But most importantly, I'm thankful for the men in this room that I see loving Jesus that I see serving Jesus. I'm thankful for that. Our world needs that. Students, when other students are freaking out and you're the one that says, you know, yeah, I'm nervous, but I'm giving my nervousness, my anxiousness to Jesus. He's going to help me. I'm going to do my part, and he's going to do his part, and we're going to get there. Amen? We're going to get there. I don't have to worry about my reputation to the point that I compromise my relationship and this encounter with Jesus. The Bible says when I belong to him, he refines my character, that old things are passed away. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things, say all things. Say all things. All things are become new. Every season I ask Jesus to give me something new. I can't operate on last season's mercies. He says his mercies are new every morning. But if I try to do today on last year's mercy, I'm not even hardly going to remember what last year. I can't hardly remember last month on this day. Do you understand what I'm saying? I have to have his mercy new every morning. If you are going to climb that tree and encounter Jesus like Zacchaeus did, 
I want you to think about it. This is a nice, pretty tree. We're going to use it for lots of different things. It's representing that sycamore tree. But, you know, I'm guessing that when you climb up there, there might have been some splinters that got off the branches. There might have been some itchy, scratchy bugs or something that bothered. It was worth the climb. It's not easy. It's not easy to walk with Jesus in this world we live in. We're starting a new season. Summer's over, and we all say, oh, I like summer. I got to be with my family. I got to be at the beach, at the sea, at the mare. Oh, it was so beautiful. It was beautiful. I didn't really get there very much this time because I was in the nursery with the new baby, but it was wonderful. But do you understand what I'm saying? Now you're here. Now it's time for a new season. He's going to do a new thing in you. His mercies are new every morning and he is going to help you know that he will watch over your reputation as you live for him like Zacchaeus Zacchaeus made adjustments to the way he did life after that encounter with Jesus because he recognized I'm a special possession I belong to the king of kings now I'm not going to operate in that old way anymore his mercies are new every morning if you belong to Jesus, you will find safety in his family. One thing I feel very strongly about is that the Holy Spirit brings conviction to us. And we want those who serve in ministries to know what we believe, what the Word of God says about our tenets of faith. We have classes on biblical values for the children. So I want you to know if you're new, we have the New Beginnings Christian Education class every Sunday right now at 945. You need to be in there. It's not about being new in Jesus. It's about being in a new season. That this is a new beginning, a new season. And what are you saying to me, God? We need those who are serving. I can't do it all. Pastor Rick can't do it all. Even the ministry team leaders. We all have our juggling hands, right? But there is something, a talent that you have, a desire that you have. You can serve and give and be a part of this family. And that is a place of belonging. I want you to recognize, as you might worry about your reputation, this is the word of the Lord for you. Deuteronomy 31.6. Deuteronomy 31.6 says, So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified. My version said, do not panic before all of them. For the Lord God will go personally ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor forsake you. My verse says, nor abandon you. You live for Jesus. You do like Zacchaeus. You come to the feet of the cross like we did at communion this morning. And you say, Father, I will not fear what man can do. I will not fear what sickness might do. I will not fear what poverty tries to do. I will be strong and courageous and I will be a person of holy living and integrity with Jesus so that his light can shine through. Amen? Oh, y'all can give a clap or something right now. Yes. Amen. Amen. God is faithful. He is so faithful. And lastly, number three, he secures our destiny. When you know who you belong to, you know every phase. Say every phase. Every part. Every part is a part of the God-ordained path that God has you on. It's not all wonderful and 
time at the beach like Fair Gusto. Sometimes it's hard work and pruning the bushes and sweeping off the deck and dusting the cobwebs and, you know, wiping down the toilets. Sometimes it's hard work. But every part is teaching and refining my character so that my roots will go deeper, so that I will not let the enemy win, and I will see the victory of the Lord. Amen? Every aspect of your destiny can be in his hands. If you belong to Jesus, you will pray as Zacchaeus did, I want to do what you want me to do, Jesus. You will say, thy will be done. Listen, even if it means my will is undone. The Lord's Prayer, our Father which art in heaven, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know the Lord's Prayer? Huh? Yes. Thy will be done. Even if it means my will has to be undone. Zacchaeus didn't go back to the way he used to be. He changed things. He, he did things differently because his destiny was in his hands. We must climb that tree to see Jesus. We must climb that tree to get above the peer pressure of the crowd. We must climb that tree to gain a new, refined reputation for this life. We must climb that tree to raise our level of hope for the future. 1 Peter 2, 9 says this, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. I want you to put your name there. I'll say, Jennifer, James, Fadzai, Fadzai, you are a chosen people. Benny, you are a royal priesthood. Jane, you are a holy nation. You should put your name there. Anuja, you're God's special possession that you, you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into this wonderful light. There's a reason why we belong, because we bring light in a dark world. He wants you to step out of the darkness, get above the crowds of negative energy. It's not just a fake thing that you say, oh, but I'm a realist and life isn't always wonderful. That's true. But when he changes my perspective, as he did when the doctors came out and aborted that what was supposed to be a over 20-hour surgery for Pastor Rick and said he has a tumor in his head and said we're stopping the surgery, a surgeon who had never stopped a surgery in like 10 years, 1,500 of these take a tumor out of the head, never. And he said, your husband's going to die or never speak again. And I didn't prepare you for that. So we're going to abort this right now and... But God changed my perspective in that moment. It wasn't that I said, oh, that's wonderful, that's great, isn't God good? But I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, I just aborted the enemy's attack. I just aborted the enemy's attempt to steal, kill, and destroy. Don't worry. I didn't know if I would be a widow. I had that thought. I didn't know what the future would hold. But the Holy Spirit changed my perspective. So I marched back to the waiting room where I had 10 pastors because I knew that we needed a prayer covering. And I said, we're going to stand. We're going to pray. We don't know what the future holds. He said he's going to die or stop talking. We're going to pray and decree that that's not true. We prayed over him with the word of faith and belief and trust in God and ultimately said, thy will be done. And God did not heal him on that day. 
but thank God you know the rest of the story. He is healed, and the tumor is gone. Amen? But I'm saying to you, I know what it means to declare before it happens. I don't do it because it feels good. I do it out of obedience to the Lord. He has adjusted my perspective. He is refining my reputation. He is securing my destiny. So no matter what the news is, no matter what people say or how they treat me, I can decree that I am a child. I'm a royal priesthood. I am a daughter of the king of kings. Woohoo! Woohoo! You are in the king's family. That is amazing. Now, I'm going to say this really fast. Hopefully you can keep up with me. Pastor Rick used it last week, but I want you to think about, just in case you think this doesn't apply to you because your story is too hard to belong. Noah was a drunk. Abraham was too old. Jacob was a liar. Leah was ugly. Joseph was abused. Moses had a stuttering problem. Gideon was afraid. Rahab was a prostitute. Jeremiah was too young. David committed adultery. Jonah ran from God. Peter denied Christ three times. The disciples fell asleep while praying. Martha worried about everything. Zacchaeus was too small. Paul was too religious. And Lazarus was dead. So unless you're dead, even if you're dead, God has a plan. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. I mean, that's exciting. If I know Jesus and I belong to Jesus, even if I'm dead, I'm okay. Isn't that amazing? Only a God could do that. Each one of those people allowed God to change their perspective. Saul, who killed Christians, became Paul, who suffered for Christians in this city to secure to refine the reputation David becomes a man after God's own heart yeah he did some bad things but he became a man after God's own heart he was on an emotional roller coaster just read the whole book of Psalms he says oh God I love you the Lord is my shepherd and whom shall I fear and then the next one he's like oh my God you take everything from me and they're all against me and then I mean it's just like this all through Psalms why is that important because we see that God rides that roller coaster of life with us we're not alone when we belong say not alone I want you to know you're not alone because Jesus is with you. He secures his will for our lives. Peter becomes the evangelist to pro proclaim that Jesus is the way, even after he denied him three times. Here's the point. Today, we want you to know, it's as if you've climbed up this tree to see more about Jesus. And in this crowd, please, don't be the murmurer. Don't be the mutterer. Don't be the gossiper. Don't be the one who points fingers. Instead, point your hands to heaven and say, God, on behalf of my brother, my sister, I haven't seen them in a while. Maybe they're struggling. Maybe they're not sure about this journey. Be the one that says, I'm praying for you. I got your back. I'm talking to heaven on your behalf this week. I don't have to know all the details. I just am bringing your name before the Lord. This is not just Zacchaeus' story. Jesus is passing by us. He sees the trees you've climbed. Some of you, your tree was a boat, a ship, a, an airplane. It was something you had to climb and cross over to get. But today, you came in this house. Some of you, it was a stack of books. 
and you had to climb over that stack of books to get where you are right now. Some of you, it might have been a stack. Wilson, he's in the youth. It's going to be a stack of diapers that they're climbing over for a little while with these new babies, a baby and a little one in the house. But I want you to know something. When you climb your tree, you're going to see Jesus. And the cool thing is, he's going to see you. And you can imagine that if this is the tree, and I'm not climbing it either, so don't freak out. I thought about it last week when Pastor Rick said something about it. If I could figure out a really cool way, James, maybe we can. Uh, but imagine you're up there, and you're kind of hiding because you're not sure if Jesus is going to pass your way. You know, I'm scared about my reputation. I'm scared about my bank account. I want to see Jesus. I need to get a little bit higher. All the people are yelling at me and telling me how bad I am. And suddenly Jesus passes by. He says, Jennifer, get down here right now. Don't you hide in that tree. I have a plan and a destiny for your life. He has a plan and a destiny for your life. Don't you hide. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Long before Zacchaeus needed that tree, think about this. God had already planted that tree to meet the need of Zacchaeus. Sometime later, there was another tree that he made that was planted to become a cross so that we would climb and see Jesus. When you come to ICF Rome, I want you to see people who've seen Jesus. We're not perfect people. Our services aren't always perfect. The sound is amazing. Our camera crew and our media crew is growing. And God is blessing us with so much technology. Um, our children's ministry, they're doing new ways of checking in and checking out our teenagers. But we're not perfect. I, I, I don't want us to be perfect. I want us to do things with excellence for the Lord because we're the king. I mean, if you had the king coming to your house or you were going to have an audience with an ambassador or a president, I don't think you would go in your sweatpants and your t-shirt, right? So when we come into God's house, it's saying, God, I, I'm not just coming with my clothes on. That's really important. Wear your clothes to church, okay? But listen to me. I'm coming with a mindset, with a heart attitude that says, I must climb that tree today. I must see Jesus. And maybe I saw the victory this week. I had some amazing victories. That's not the Sunday for you to take off. That's the Sunday for you to be here because there's going to be somebody else who hasn't had the victory yet. And you're going to sing about it or you're going to pray with them about it. And your faith is going to raise the sick. Amen? So belong together. Belong in this family and hear what Jesus has for you at this altar. Belonging to Jesus is where he sees our need. It's where he mends our hurts. It's where he heals our body. It's where he inspires our dreams. It's where he reveals our purpose. He expands our resource and our resource thinking and planning. He renews our spirit. He invigorates our energy levels. He motivates our pursuit of his goals. He stimulates our creativity so we can follow him, even if it means I have to climb a tree. The enemy of our soul would like to tell you a story of rejection, of failure, that you are less than. You are not less than. Every person, say every person, 
every person in this room, every person listening on live stream, you are equal to God. You're equal. There's not, this one's more important and that one's less important. No. We each have a different role. The body, right? The, the arm does one thing. The leg does another. The foot. But if you ever broke a toe or a little finger, you know the whole body feels it. So regardless of where you serve, how you serve, when you serve, you are equally valuable to the family of God. Don't let the enemy keep you away from that. It's a season. This is not a season to sit back and do nothing. This is a season to give and receive, give and receive, and watch how God begins to bless you. This place of belonging puts us in the royal family. Listen, you're not picked last. Before you were born, he chose you. You're not an outcast. You're not left out. You're not second class. 1 Peter 2, 9, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. Why? That you will declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness. Don't look for another job. Declare his light and his glory and his hope and his future in the place where you are at this moment. I'm not saying don't plan for your future and some of you are going to advance and we're going to not lose but launch because that's what happens in the international community. But look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, and say, God, for this moment, I know this message is for you. He said, you belong here. You didn't just come here to see Rome. You belong here. He's going to use your testimony. He's going to use his mercy and his grace. He's going to bring redemption to your life. He wants you to belong. Don't hide. Please don't hide. Climb the tree. Get higher. But when he says, hey, I know your name. Get down here immediately. At once, at once run to him. Amen? At once, say, Jesus, I don't know what to do. I don't know what the next step is. I'm not sure what this all means. I feel like you're shifting things in my life. You say, God, I'll let you do it. You're listening on live stream. Some of our families are listening on live stream in difficult countries and places. I want you to know we haven't forgotten you. We love you. We're praying for you. I see your emails. I see your messages. I want you to stand with me all over this room. Today you've heard a word from the Lord and I believe God has spoken to you. So if you say this prayer with me, I know God can change your life. They're saying it live here in Rome right now with me because God can change your life. God has a plan for you. I've told you that. And I want you to believe it with all of your heart. So will you say this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I invite you into my life this day change me. Help me, I pray, oh God, I'm going to live for you. Friend, if you've just said that prayer, I can tell you that God has just changed you and has come into your life. Now, I believe that today you may have listened to this and you've known that God already lives in your life. Well, God wants to speak to you and help you. So I'm going to pray a second prayer, and that prayer is for a miracle to happen for you this day. I believe in miracles. I know you do as well. So let's pray and let God touch you right where you're listening to this sermon. 
Lord, I thank you today for my friend that has heard this message. Lord, I know that they have needs and situations that's going on in their life. God, you're a big God, and you hear and answer our prayers. So today, oh God, will you hear this prayer from your humble servant? God, will you answer this prayer on my new friend's behalf? Will you heal them? Will you touch them? Will you guide them? Lord, come in right now, wherever they're listening, Lord, and answer their prayer. Thank you, Lord, for doing that. If you've just said that prayer and listened to that prayer with me, I know that God has spoken to you. Would you do me a big favor? You're going to see, scrolled on the bottom of this, a website with an email address. If you said the prayer that said, God, come into my heart, or today you're believing with me for a miracle, I want you to drop us a quick note and say, hey, pastor, I want you to continue to pray for me and my family. You know, God loves you, and he has a plan for your life, and I'll guarantee you, your best days are still in front of you. So God bless you, and join us next week.